This is the Socially Business Podcast where we help small businesses grow by leveraging social media. This week we've got Hayley Knowles on the podcast. She runs the business safetyfirstboutique.com. She's currently got 500,000 TikTok followers, 220,000 Instagram followers, 30,000 YouTube subscribers. So, uh, So hopefully you can get some takeaways from this. And yeah, let's jump straight into it. Okay, so um, I started my business uh, back in the uh, be like the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I was in nursing school and I didn't get into nursing school and I just kind of felt like, oh, like what's next? And I've always wanted to start in my business. I had no idea like how anything worked or anything like that, but I knew like I wanted to start like um, something with safety just because like there's just not a lot of products like that you can just hold on a keychain. Um or just hold in your hand that um, can like keep you safe or you can just reach for. And so um, I really like keychains. So I decided to start like a safety keychain business just because I saw um, a market for it. And I just knew I love keychains. I love the idea of having something to keep you safe. So I um, started 2020, um, oh, 2021 in February. And I just posted um, a TikTok, literally just one TikTok of me unboxing like pepper spray and that blew up. It got like, I think a hundred thousand views, like within a day just started. And like right off the bat, like I was, I felt like I was kind of lucky just because like, usually it's not like that. Um, and after that, I just consistently posted um, on TikTok and I just posted just like random videos, just about my keychain. My content was very focused on just the keychain not on like me or my life or anything like that. And um, yeah, so I just did TikTok mostly. I didn't really focus on Instagram or anything. Like I had no idea what YouTube or Instagram or Pinterest was. And um, for about six months, I just posted on TikTok and I was selling like quite a lot of keychains and it was like, yeah, it was awesome. Um, But then, yeah, I just, over time, I just, kind of saw like what worked and what didn't work, especially on TikTok, because every single platform is completely different when it comes to algorithm, what people want to see, what people want to hear, when to post, how often to post. And yeah, so that's kind of like how I got started. Amazing. So did you, you talked about how often you post there. So was there like a, was it just trial and error? Did you, how did you get into the rhythm of or your schedule of posting? Like, how did that look like? Yeah. So for me, like I had no idea what I was doing the first six months, which is like what I usually tell other people, like, like you got to give it a few months and just kind of see what works. And I have specific times that I post at, um, uh, cause on TikTok there's like time zones. That's like the best to post on. Um, and like, I just have a consistent posting schedule. Um, and it took me about, like, I would say like about six months until I was like consistently like like selling out and like I knew what I was doing just because I literally had no idea what I was doing like at all um but I didn't really start like gaining a lot of followers until like maybe about like six months afterwards when I started doing reels because TikTok I always tell people like TikTok is like you can have zero followers and get like a ton of views like Instagram it's like kind of like that now with reels but in back in the day it was not like that at all and even like YouTube shorts as well um so yeah it's just kind of like trial and error and like there's good times to post on TikTok um I would say TikTok is definitely like one of the most trickiest platforms in my opinion um just because it's kind of cutthroat um if that makes sense like like you could post a really good video and you don't post it at the right time and it gets like a thousand views or 
you know what I mean? It's just like every platform is so different with like what you post, when to post, how often to post. Yeah. No, no, no that's great. Thank you. Um, so you talked about being on different platforms. And yeah. so content creation for different platforms must be quite difficult. Um, yes. Yeah. How, how do you come up with content ideas? What, what kind of things do you do to kind of spark some ideas? Yeah. So I would say um, like my content is very personal. Like I share my life with everybody. I share how I'm feeling. I share getting married. I'm um, in nursing school. Like I'm very personal with like how like um, just like kind of share my day to day. And um, like on TikTok, I post more things that will like um, just kind of more like not as personal, if that makes sense um, on TikTok. And I post about like one to five times a day on TikTok, just depending on like how my day is going. On Instagram, I post about like three reels a day, about like three hours apart. And on YouTube shorts, I post about twice a day. And I would say like the content creation is very different on each platform, um, just because like, like Instagram, TikTok and YouTube, especially like it's very different audience on each platform. Um, I would definitely say Instagram is definitely kind of um, the platform that got me the most like interaction and most amount of like customers, I would say, um, just because the connection on Instagram is so personal. I feel like people, like when people engage, like it's like a person like who wants to be on your page. And I would definitely say Instagram is probably like the best platform, like my favorite, but I'm like on YouTube shorts, I keep on telling people you've got to post on YouTube shorts. Like, like I started December with zero followers on YouTube shorts. Like I like to tell people it's literally like TikTok and Instagram, like reels. And like, I get videos, like, like I got a video today that had like 300,000 views. Like it's just very different. Like it's, but it's amazing. Like I always tell people like go on YouTube shorts. Like you got to go now. There's not a lot of people on there. Um, yeah. no, that's good. Yeah. Let's follow on with YouTube shorts because I think it's an important thing to speak about. I, the amount of people or the amount of small businesses that I've helped that don't realize that YouTube Shorts is even a thing, let yeah. alone let alone actually making content or repurposing content for it. When when did you realize that you needed to be starting posted on YouTube Shorts? And do you now do kind of longer form YouTube as well, or is it just YouTube? Oh, yeah. So it's actually kind of interesting. Like, like I said, the things that do well on each platform is so different. Like um, for YouTube Shorts. I've had a lot of videos that do well that are longer, like 40 seconds. I've de- I've had videos that do well that are like shorter. I would definitely say though, like it took a while to figure out what works, like especially like titles of videos, like to catch people's attention, like having a grab, like a grab, like right in the first three seconds, because if you can't have people watch in the first three seconds, like they're going to scroll, your video's not going to be pushed out as much. Uh, but I would definitely say grasping like what people want to see on there, like Definitely my most amount of hate comments is definitely on YouTube shorts. Like, oh my gosh. But, um, but yeah, just YouTube shorts, I would definitely say is like the platform I like the most, but like when it comes to like interaction and actual, like, like, um, like quality, like viewers, definitely Instagram, in my opinion, versus YouTube and TikTok. No, no, no. That's awesome. Um, you touched on it there. So comments you must get with the amount of followers that you have on on all of your platforms you must get a few how we talk about the good ones and the bad ones but how do you deal with comments in general 
comments for me, like I like at first, like getting comments is like awesome. You want people to comment on your posts. Like it's like, if, whether it's good or bad, like you want people to comment on there. And even though like hate comments, it's really hard for me, especially when someone's telling me my forehead's too big, or I hate your keychains are too expensive. Um, I would definitely say that like, um, getting people to comment on your stuff, like just getting that interaction is like super important. Like I love interacting with people on all my platforms, but it's, um, yeah, getting people to comment is probably one of the most important things. Like, like in your caption saying, um, what do you think about this? Or like, do you like this better or that better? Like getting people to comment and engage pushes your videos out more definitely and getting people to watch it all the way through. I always tell people like, you've got to have like a captivating video for someone to watch it like at least halfway, like, um, yeah. So yeah, you touched on it again there, the, um, like video content. So what do you use to make your videos? Is it just your phone? Do you have any, like a ring light? Do you have a, what, what kind of equipment do you use? Yeah. So, um, for me, um, I have like a little ring light, um, just to hold my phone. Um, I just have something that's like as tall as me to make my videos. Um, yeah, I just use my phone. Um, I do all my videos from YouTube and then I take off the watermark and post it on Instagram and YouTube shorts. Cause you cannot have that watermark on there from TikTok. I definitely say making your videos on TikTok for me is so much easier than Instagram or YouTube shorts and then taking off the watermark. Um, but yeah, no, don't put the watermark on there. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely see it. Somehow they definitely see it. I know they do. Your, your product itself. It's actually like, it's actually really, really, um, it's lovely to see that you like your first and your first thought is about other people's safety. Like it's, it's amazing. Was there, was there anything in particular that sparked that or was it just the fact that you wanted to feel protected for yourself or what was the, what was the thought behind it, the actual product? Um, I had a night class, um, at, for my, at my school and it got done like at 10 PM at night. And there's this guy in my class and he was like always following to my car at night. I felt like really unsafe. And I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to have like pepper spray. I would love to have like an alarm or something just to like, just for protection. Like he never did anything like whatever, but it's just like, it was very like uncomfortable. And then I bought myself, um, like a pepper spray and trying to make my own keychain like just by buying the parts and it was so expensive. It was like $60. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what if I made a business where I just sold a keychain altogether for like less than $60 and I didn't, I couldn't afford it at the time. Like, and, um, it took me about a year or so after that to kind of like actually buy everything. Cause I spent about like $1,300 to buy all the products of like what I wanted on my keychain. It wasn't the most high quality products. It was just like whatever I could get my hands on. But then over time, like I was able to like save up money and like, I didn't start making money from my business for like, I would say three to five months. So I always tell people when you're starting a business, like you got to assume you're not going to make money for at least like six months just with those like cost. But, um, yeah, it took like, um, months to like, actually like start making money off that. And like that, like feeling of like, like having a keychain, like it was just like, it was like really life-changing. And I think like for me, like being able to have a business where like I promote safety is just like so rewarding to me. Cause it's like a business that like, it's, it's necessary. Like you need like, well, for me, like you need like safety items, but yeah yeah and it's it's the thing is that it's like the purpose is bigger than yourself it's not exactly you're not exactly. just making it to make money it's the actual purpose of it I know that's to, what I always tell people. People. like yeah. it is not about the money like for me like it obviously pays my rent like 
I don't make a crazy amount of money, but it's just like at the end of the day, it's like very fulfilling. And I love connecting with people, love when people share like, oh my gosh, I love my keychain. I feel so much safer walking to my car. Like, thank you for this. Like, even though I feel like my keychains are more like on the more expensive end, like I really feel that it's like a quality purchase, if that makes sense. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Um, so then, yeah, obviously this is about social media and, and all that kind of stuff, but people right. who run a small business will want to know you know, if they work a part-time job as well, they'll want to know um, about how, you know, how they go about leaving their job because they want to, they want to, they want to follow their passion, right? So uh, do you do this full-time? Yes. So yeah. So how long did it take you? Yeah. So I was, uh, I I was working another job. I was working at the hospital for school and stuff. And it took me, um, I would say about three months to the point, because I was living with my parents and I could afford to like, just rely on my business. And I would say for like, if you're like paying expenses, like you have to be able to make enough money to like, um, be able to afford to, um, leave your job, especially I would say, um, it took me like, I would say it took me about three to five months to be able to like afford to like live like without a part-time job. And it's really scary. I would say like quitting my job was like really, really, really scary just because like, who knows, like maybe like people don't want to buy your products anymore or, just like go, like, if you're like passionate about what you do, like the money, like will come. And like, I always tell people like, don't start a business unless you're like passionate about it. Because like, even on, in some months and then when I first started, like I didn't really make like maybe made like thousand dollars like a month. And like, I would say like, definitely keep that job until you're able to like afford it. But like, I would definitely say for me, like if I had a part-time job, there's no way my business would be where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you, you feel like you had to take that that dive out of your business to make sure, or not, not out of your business, sorry, out of your part-time job to make sure that your business went yeah. further than it has already. Yeah, because um, um, I spend about, I would say, about six hours a day just on creating um, social media posts. Um, I know a lot of businesses, they have people run their social media, but for me, like I do basically everything. And for me, like my brand is very personal. Like everything I do is like, it's me, like person who answers emails, who is creating the post. Like it's very personal. It's kind of like my personal Instagram, but it's my business. And I would say like, um, yeah, like handing off like social media to somebody else. Like, obviously you could definitely maybe have a part, like a a job, but for me, like there's just, I spend like, I'm working all day long. There's just no way. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. And I think it leads well into the next bit, which is like, you said it yourself, you know, you've gained a lot of followers on, on, on YouTube and uh, TikTok and Instagram for that fact. Yeah. Has it ever got to the point where you've looked and thought, I may need to have someone else in? Or is there, is, you know, is there, is, there, is there a point now where I need to, you know, outsource my marketing or outsource this or, yeah. So, um, yes. So I do have somebody who helps me package orders, assemble keychains and stuff. But for me, like, I really want to keep it just like me. Like, I know a lot of like other businesses, like they have people like they're able to grow really big and have a huge team. But for me and my business, like, I really just want to keep it myself and what I can do. And I know it's not like, since I'm in nursing school, like there's just like no way I could do like thousands and thousands of keychains and just like constantly have stock. And for me, like the brand I've created, it's like very much so like, like when you get a keychain, it's me like packaging the order for you. Like it's very like customized. So it just kind of depends on your brand. Like certain brands are able to like 
have like a whole on manufacturing team, like do everything for them. They're just the face of the brand or the creator. But for me, it's very like personal. So it just depends what kind of business you have. And I just do as many keychains as I can personally assemble and what we could package here. So yeah, it, there's a there's a very thin line, isn't there? Because we spoke with exactly. uh, uh, we spoke with a guy called Stephen Salazar, and he um, very similar to you posted his first uh, TikTok video, um, and he did 3D printing. So he made um, very specific things, like a I know it sounds um, crazy, but it's like a, a a dog poo bag that holds onto your uh, holds onto your leash, which is quite clever because then you don't have to hold the bag yeah. as you're walking around all that jazz. Um, and then another thing, which is like, if you've got like a sports drink that doesn't fit in the middle of your car, he's 3D printed like a, um, a basically uh-huh. a, like an attachment I, that sits in the middle. Yeah, oh. right. Okay, cool. So um, yeah, he posted one TikTok video uh, and he said he went to bed and whatever, didn't think about it. Woke up in the morning, it had about three and a half million views. Um, wow. He His website completely blew up, crashed. He sold every single thing he had. Um, wow. And so he went the opposite way. He decided to buy... <laughs> with the money he made he decided to buy another 10 3d printing machines right so he went he went full out it was like this is this is my thing now i'm leaving my job like this is it so that one video made him be able to do that but as i say i think there's that thin line between you know Absolutely. blowing up on social media and then all of a sudden you've got all of these orders to fulfill um so yeah it must be it must be a difficult line to kind of cross but i think i think it's nice that you've decided that you know you want it to be yours and it's your thing and it, it makes it more personal yeah, I'm definitely, I live in Hawaii, so, like, getting, like, a warehouse here would, is, like, so expensive, like, mm. probably going to be, like, 10 grand a month over here if I were to get, like, a warehouse, so, like, we got, like, a place that, like, is able to have, like, a big enough office and stuff, so I definitely think it depends on where you live, because over here, it's just so expensive. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, coming back to, kind of, uh, social media a bit more, do you, do you do any paid marketing, so, like, influencer marketing, paid media, Google ads, anything like that? Um, no, so I don't do any Google ads or anything like that. Um, I do sometimes send keychains if somebody reaches out, like, and they want to like promote, like, just like post a video of them like using your keychain or unboxing it. So yeah, I don't do any ads. It just kind of depends. Like, if I didn't sell out um, as much as I did, I definitely look into that. Um, but yeah, I definitely think um, the ads like is awesome. But I de- I don't use any ads. No. No, that's fair. I, and I guess you haven't needed them, right? Like you say, you you've organically sold out which is what you want if you don't need to pay out for kind of run ads in the beginning but I didn't really see too much success with that I did like TikTok Mm. ads I would definitely say Instagram ads is definitely better um but yeah they're just really expensive and I'd rather like spend the time like maybe posting another video Mm um yeah so the yeah you touched on it there as well so you so sometimes if someone reaches out you'll send like a keychain out but you haven't really thought about influencer marketing as a as like a thing but you haven't there's no like strategy around it's just if people come to you yeah I definitely think maybe in the future when I'm not as busy definitely reaching out because I think the keychains like it's like I definitely think there is like a market to um just like kind of reach out to more people and it's all about like I don't know just like reaching out and stuff um I definitely would like to do that um I've have like kind of done in the past where like like I don't know. As long as you have like a contract and stuff, I definitely think like doing the influencer stuff is cool, but just not right now. Yeah. No, if you're, if you're, if you're way too busy, then uh, you you definitely need to worry about that. Um, Website wise, how did, did you make it or did you have someone else make it or what was, what was that like? Oh yes. Okay. The website, I will definitely say like a tip for anybody 
Um, so I created my own website. Horrible. It was so bad. My first website was so bad. I kind of just went on Shopify, just pasted things on there because I didn't really think a website was super important. I thought people would like the products, but um, my husband, he actually designed my uh, website. And I would say like my husband, like he did email, um, you can sign up for emails, like get notifications, text messages that I would say definitely doing those is what like brought my business to the next level where people sign up to get notified for a restock. And once I get that notification, they go straight on the website, but um, definitely having a good website. Our website was pretty expensive to make. Um, but yeah, definitely having a good website, something that like kind of catches your eye, like immediately. And that really helps you. Oh yes. Like <laughs> I would say like overnight, like I started posting better videos and um, made my website, did email um, subscriber notifications. And like, I would say within the next restock, I was selling out without a doubt. Wow. I know. Yeah. So it's really <laughs> about what you post. Like, and I would say too, like, since I have such like a personal, like um, what I post is very personal. Like I would definitely say that like when people like support me, they're supporting me like because they like see me and I think it's like awesome. Like I know some businesses just post the product, which is great. But for me, I really like try to create like a, just like a friendship with everyone. And yeah, I just think that every little, every business model is so different, but it's just, you just got to find what works for you. Yeah, massively. No, it sounds really lovely. You, um, you touched on it there again, so I'll, I'll carry on with it, but uh, like building an email list or a text message list. Did you use the content that you made to build that list or how did, how did you go about that? Yeah, so you can sign up with just about any, like like we use um, Privy. Um, basically, it's it's pretty expensive, I would say, for text messaging. It's like ridiculously expensive. Text messaging is probably like three grand for us a month on text messages. But I would say emails, um, you can uh, uh, sign up for like an email um, listing. Um, and when people sign up on your website to like, oh, get notified or um, sign up to... Um, uh, get 10% off. Like when people sign up, they get notified when you send them an email. And I would definitely say that really, really helped our business just because when we have a restock, they get notified like almost immediately. So I would definitely say email to start out with. And once you can afford it, getting the text messaging, cause the text messaging, like they get a text message within like the open, the open rate is about like 95% and email mm-hmm. is about 30% open rate. So I would definitely say like text messaging is like, is awesome. The thing, yeah. It's the thing that you would tell people to kind of go and do, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Text messages. <laughs> so you were you were making organic content. They were viewing this content. They were going on to your website, signing yeah. up to the newsletter, and then that's how you got the repeat customer. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah, so definitely having them sign up, um, getting all those contacts, and especially getting notified when I restock, like that was definitely like life-changing right there. Awesome. No, that sounds really good. Um, if people want to find your product or find you, where can they find you? Um, so safetyfirstboutique.com, um, safety boutique on Instagram, safety XX first on um, TikTok. I have a lot of different so like social names, but yeah, yeah. just safety first boutique. And we'll make sure that everything is linked uh, in the in the show mm-hmm. notes and then um, in, in any post we do as well. So um, yeah, no, thank you, thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye, Angie. Thanks. Bye.